Today is the last day of the month of June. But after June comes another month. So every ending is a beginning. Today, we're going to talk about cats. Some people say that Saturday is catter day. Have you ever seen any of those memes or little posters about it's catter day? No, that's news to me. I've never seen any catter day or dog today or any kind of day except Friday. <laughs> no, they have this whole thing like online. A lot of people are like, it's catter day and people post pictures of their cats and, uh, one, uh, I I have uh, this one daughter who has, has a cat. Actually, it's, it's her husband's cat. The cat's name is Mishmish, which is, I, know, I think it's like an Arabic word for apricot tree or something like that. Anyhow, she was telling me several years ago up in Portland that they go to these <laughs> cat petting parties. So they would put Mish this really amazing cat. He's a really cool cat. They would put him in a basket and then they would ride their bicycles to this park. And it was kind of like a meetup and everybody had cats. And <laughs> You just kind of meet up and you're like, oh my God, your cat is so amazing. Like, oh, your cat is so amazing. Like, no, your cat is so amazing. And they would have these, these, uh, they had it on Saturday and it was in Portland, Oregon. And it was called Catter Day, Catter Day Meetup. Well, that seems like a good excuse to talk to other people. It is. It is. Everyone is so busy. You know, people are busy in their jobs. People are. This was this was much before the pandemic and uh, before Portland got kind of real crazy with a lot of other strange, bizarro political stuff going on there. But uh, yeah, I mean, they have dog parks in Dallas. Dallas is run by dogs and women that have blonde hair. But Portland is 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 a cat cat place, uh, lots of cats. Do you, and, do you, you know, have any sort of a cat cafe in Portland? Oh, they have cat cafes in Portland. Now they tried to make one here in Dallas, but what they wanted to do, they, they partnered with um, a, like SPCA, Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. It's an adoption company. So somebody decided, well, let's have this cat cafe where you can come in and you can get tea or chai or coffee. And then you can also practice with the cats. And if you like the cat, you can adopt it. But instead of just making it free entrance, they made they you had to pay $15 just to go into the place. I mean, Dallas is all about making money. Like, you know, you know, I'm surprised that they're not charging us rent just to breathe the polluted air. But yeah, they had this cat cafe. And I've also heard that they have cat cafes in uh, in Japan because a lot of people are living in very, very small spaces and may not have room for a cat so that they, on their lunch break, they go to a cat cafe and like hang out with their girlfriends or their guy friends or they just go there and just pet cats. And uh, uh would you like to do that during lunch? No, no. Well, well I, I was I was thinking because I have this cat and uh, it's a healthy cat. And uh, um, I just uh, sometimes I leave my house for a couple of days and I'm not comfortable to, uh, you know, when my cat is alone because I uh, kind of have to make sure that uh, there is somebody to freshen the water and uh, check in a couple of times a day to see if it's okay. I thought if I if we had cat cafe, I would have been probably able to check in my cats for a weekend, and uh, I know to not that I would be super comfortable, but still, uh, it's better than leaving them home alone. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, I I have had many different cats, and. Uh, my my last cat was a very famous cat. Uh, his name was Stuart, and people always said, "Oh, is is he named after like Stuart Little?" I go, "No, he's named after John Stuart Mill." I, they go, "Who's that?" I go, well, "He's like a he's a philosopher." 
But this cat was the most amazing cat. He lived a really long time. He was very smart. And I had this cat uh, uh, when my daughter was actually in medical school and she was studying. And we have this picture. She has a book. It's a neurology book, a book about like neuro neuroscience, like this super thick book. And she has little yellow tabs on it. And there's a yellow marker up in the like magic marker, like highlighter up in the right hand corner of the picture. And then the the cat, Stuart, is kind of laying on the book with his paw kind of up towards the marker. <laughs> it looks like he's been we're reading the book on neurology. So I know <laughs> I know that, that I love that picture and I have used that in the classroom like uh, I was teaching in a computer classroom, a, a composition class, and I would put that picture I put that picture on the screen like on a PowerPoint or something. And I just told the students to do some free writing and the question on the board was, can you teach a cat to read? So they come in there and they see this picture of a cat with a highlighter. Now, what would you what would you say if you were an adult coming into a classroom and the professor wants you to discuss, can you teach a cat to read? And there's a picture showing a cat with a highlighter. Uh, well, I'm sure you can teach her to read because cats are very intelligent. Sometimes I think that humans came from cat uh, compared to dogs and chimpanzees and stuff. But uh, uh, let me go back a little bit. This Stuart, you said your cat's name was Stuart. I think that's a great name. I, I like that. Uh, uh, my, mine, mine is uh, called uh, uh, Tiger Cat. But I, 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 Tiger, Tiger, like a tiger, but the like family, yeah. female Tiger. What's, what's it called? It's tigerless. Called, it's uh, <laughs> I'm not even going to answer that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I know. No, so, there's something I mentioned yesterday. The story of Winnie the Pooh bear who's looking for honey. He has a, a friend named Tigger. T i g e r. And yeah, yeah. That that's that's what would be the English equivalent of what yeah. I call her. Yeah, tigra. Tiger, Tigra. We call her Tigra. Tigra. That's nice. But, uh, That's nice. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, but I call her, um, well, Natasha. Yeah. Oh, really? You're the That's first nice one, one to know. Mm -hmm. Oh. Natasha from, from, from accounting. <laughs> That's great. Well, I. Yeah, it was that... a stray cat. I, I, I told you that we had lots of cats, the stray cats. Uh, like uh, in an out-of-town house and uh, yes. yeah, and uh, decided to, you know, help Bring them out and home. took one at home because the winter was harsh. So I, I just hope I made this world a little bit better by doing this. That's so great. Well, I adopted you know, her or, or, or he had, she adopted me. I don't know. That's true. Well, I, uh, Stuart, well, I don't know. I have discussed end of life with, uh, you know, with my daughters, and one of them's a doctor, you know, one's a lawyer. And, you know, well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be grim or gruesome. But, you know, I always thought that, you know, if if a person was very, very sick, you know, should you pull the plug? Should you not pull the plug? Should you keep them on a respirator? What should you do? You know, what are the philosophical issues related to humans and death? And then what are the philosophical moral issues related to pets? So I had this pet, Stuart, that had, had gotten, uh, it had gotten some uh, little nodes in its thro throat, like it was a uh, little small tumor. So uh, doctor financed the surgery of the you know, very expensive to take care of a cat, as you probably know. I know. Uh, Tell me about that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go to a good doctor and you have a good vet and, and they actually know what they're doing, it's very expensive, but it's res the responsible thing to do. So we got the cat surgery and then somehow some, oh, some other thing happened where I was going to have to, um, 
No, no, the cat before Stuart was Seymour. Seymour after. Uh, oh, that's Seymour, a nice S name. Yes, yeah, nice Seymour name was too. after named after uh, uh, the Catcher in the Rye, the uh, the novel Seymour. Well, okay. Well, yeah, back to Stuart. Yeah, let's focus. Let me ask yeah. you before I forget the the Stuart was he like you know was he divorced? You mean neutered? Yeah. Well, I just yeah. <laughs> Was Stuart new? Yes, because uh, um, part of sort of being an, like if you live in the city, an urban dweller, you know. You know, it's not really responsible to have your cat going out there like mating and reproducing all these cats all over the place. So quite traditionally, if you go to a nice place to adopt a cat, you know, the cat has been spayed or the cat has been neutered. So, uh, um, yeah, I know. I just I feel I don't feel comfortable with that, even putting this into words. But I know it's necessary because I had a cat a long time ago and it's great. Apartment and it was awful, and they should be. I call it divorced, of course, but uh, <laughs> but that's not what I mean. I just imagine that he's my brother from another mother, right? And uh, such a kind of cruelty. But then again, we do worse with humans. That's true. Well, you know, when um, when Stuart um, when Stuart became ill, I I was it was winter. It was winter. And I lived in this same apartment complex, and my friend David Anton lived next door. We shared a wall, so the, he had the exact same apartment next door. And you know, Stuart was dying, and I I believed in quality of life, you know. So I I had him in this like really great like a pillow he could rest in, and I would feed him with a little eyedropper of some chicken soup. And, you know, I took I took the cat in to the vet and they said, well, we can put the vet down. I go, what if we don't, you know, kill the pet? What what if I just let the natural course of life? And they go, well, you know, it's not going to be good for the cat. The cat's going to suffer. So I had to then try to discern how much the cat was suffering. But it was winter time, and I would like kind of bundled him up and in, in Dallas, it was pretty cold and we, sometimes it snowed. I just remember holding him and like on the, on the patio, watching the snowflakes and coming back in. And then, I don't know. And then I just finally got to a point where I realized that I, you know, I needed to go ahead and take him into the vet to be put down. And then I had to try to figure out where to bury him. And, and then my friend, David said, well, let's go take him out to his dad's property because his dad has kind of like a sort of like a summer house with some land and everything. And and then I had another friend that lived in the city who had she was a big cat person. She had this big, huge garden with, you know, several cats buried in it. I mean, I know this sounds weird, but I mean, she's a really, really nice no, person. No, that, 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 that doesn't sound weird to me. OK, well, you know, it's just you know what's beautiful... weird? What? No, it's just I told you a few days before I talked to myself so uh, that I wouldn't be weird, it would seem weird to other people. I pretend that I'm talking to the headset, but now I talk to my cat. Yeah, and she understands. She, I think she told, if I tell you she told, talks back, um, you would think I'm weird, but uh, no, yeah. No, they vocalize. Uh, I talk to my cat now. Yeah. I talk to, to my cat a lot. Well, you know, certain uh, breeds of cats, like you can, you can like figure out what kind of cat you want. You want one that, you know, can chase its own food outside. Do you want one that'll snuggle in your lap? Do you, you know, but there are certain breeds of cat that are that are that are they vocalize more. So like you can go like row row, and then the cat will go. Yeah, then, yeah, and I do that. Like, yeah, I think we can talk to you like that. <laughs> I think so too. And also I'm very good with I'm very good with animals and small children and wounded wounded hearts. <laughs> but but you know, uh I just remember uh you know you know finally finally I understood that I did need to put the cat down and I made an appointment and you know have it put to sleep. And I remember telling my friend David and then all of a sudden, 
I was like so upset. And then his cousin and the cousin's girlfriend came over. And then all three of them went to go to a Fleetwood Mac concert here in Dallas. I was furious because I love Fleetwood Mac, you know, Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. And then I, I was just like, not screaming, but like I was really mad at David. I go, how can you be going to a concert? You didn't even get me a ticket. And he goes, well, you know, you know, it just it was just like this whole scene. And then he was like banging his head on the cabinet because he sometimes does that. It just like, you know, he, and then all of a sudden Sage and uh, Eric walked in like, hi, guys, what's going on? I go, I can't believe you're going to a Fleetwood Mac concert. My cat just died. And then Eric goes, hi, Patricia. And I just went next door and slammed the door. Like it was very, very tragic and emotional. And then I did not take the cat out to East Texas, but cat's buried here in, uh, here, here in Dallas. Yeah, because, but, yeah we, we, are, we are here because cats, I think they have infected us with some kind of mind-altering parasites <laughs> and that uh, we love them now to the death. I, I, yes. uh, do you know how it looks at you sometimes when it's fed and uh, slept well? I think she holds me in contempt. Does that ever happen oh, you to mean, you? you mean, no, I'm, I think that cats are satisfied, but cats are very uh, intuitive in terms of emotion. Like a lot of, I know that when my girls went off to college, I had Seymour and that would make, I was, I was sad and Seymour would like, sit on my lap and I didn't even used to like to watch football but I started watching football because my daughters were at the university and I kept thinking like, maybe I'll see them in a stadium like there's 45,000 people you know in a stadium but you know no, cats understand when you've been away and you come back they have they have withdrawal too like I would I would living in Houston I'd go fly up to go see somebody in New York and I'd leave my cat with cat sitter who would come over and then I came back and the cat was like all weird and confused like like you said you go away for a few days you come back and you wonder like is everything okay like having a cat is like a, it's like it's a it's a complete project it, it really is it really, uh, really absolutely is. when I brought this to my apartment I I thought that's totally different from what they had in the, in the out of town house so it hides himself she it hides herself and I, somewhere, I don't know where, and I I know that I wouldn't want them, her to be there, but uh, yeah, eventually I found her. And uh, I yeah. started to read books. I started to read books about cat behavior. Cause, yeah. Uh, just to, yeah, get, very, uh, to get a sense of how cats, you know, see the, their owners and perceive the world, to understand them. There are many interesting videos on YouTube too, because books, well, it's kind of a thing of a past, we're on YouTube now. Well, yeah, but I'm, I know that this cat, uh, uh, Stuart, you know, David lived next door, and sometimes we'd both stand on the patio and, you know, have coffee or just kind of talk. And I remember at one point in time <laughs> when Stuart was, you know, still fairly healthy, he ran into David's apartment and went under David's bed and crawled up into the mattress from under the bed. And <laughs> we had this whole adventure of like, why is your cat in my mattress? And it was just this like, it was like this hilarious comedy. I had a broom and I'm like laying on the floor with a broom. And then David's cousin came over like, hi, Patricia, why, why are you laying on David's floor with a broom? You're like, like it was just these, these crazy moments with crazy moments with cats but, but, but uh, did you did you did you have to punish a cat for doing oh, something no. like that? no no sometimes you have to punish it but then again you can't punish a cat from what i know because you should use positive reinforcement is that what it's called yeah i, I didn't punish well i use psychological warfare with my children to punish them but but with my cat the cat was just having fun. Like we were, a bunch of people were hanging around at David's talking and maybe David was making chili on the stove and like, well, wouldn't you want to be there too? I, I think of, think of, try to think of things from the cat's point of view. Yeah, but, but well, have, you ever had, you ever had Stuart rubbing its head against yours? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's when they do mind control to you. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> No, seriously. Or maybe they're marking your head with their head. 
because you know, I, I, I read it somewhere that they produce some kind of strange pheromones on the face. And um, no, I, yeah, and yeah, they, I, no? I, re I read that because like usually Stuart would sleep at the foot of my bed and um, but I had read something about what does it mean when a cat does this? What does it mean when a cat does that? But I went to go visit my daughter in Portland where Mish lives. Mish Mish is still alive. That cat is the old, is super old. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, they they were gonna have they were gonna have a baby. No, no. They got this other cat named Pamuk, and Pamuk means cotton in Turkish. Pamuk. And so mm -hmm. then they were gonna have a baby. So they had like a baby crib, and then Mish Mish was getting in the baby crib <laughs> because. <laughs> It thought it was like a nice new little crib. The cat didn't understand a baby was coming. So the cat just got into the baby crib. <laughs> then they got a stroller, you know, to push the baby around. And when the baby mm -hmm. came and then the cat was like, they had this baby room set up and then the cat would just be in there in the stroller. <laughs> but did, did, it, did it scratch things? No, no, no. It, it, uh, because mine loves to scratch furniture and rugs, especially. I don't know. It's some sort of an exercise, some form of an exercise to her. Well, you know, it's like, don't you like to sometimes get your nails trimmed or think of? I mean, like, imagine if you could never scratch anything. Like, don't touch your face. Don't scratch. Oh, some like I that. do scratch. I I do scratch. Now I scratch the rug too, and I I even like when nobody's watching, I scratch furniture a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is that that. Um, you know, like some people, I, I, I had gotten Seymour. Yeah, I had gotten Seymour when I lived in Houston. And you can choose to get cats that have their claws pulled out or they're, they've got their claws still in. And I, I really liked this cat. This cat chose me. I went with my daughter to go choose a cat. And we really liked this cat, Seymour. Uh, and I go, what am I going to do? I have this expensive leather furniture, like this Italian leather couch and this Italian red leather chair. I go, like, the cat is going to scratch up my Italian furniture. And then she goes, well, we're going to go ahead and get uh, little nail caps. Like, you can take it, like, you go to the beauty shop. They have these yeah, cap I, places I know. where they put these caps on. It was, like, so expensive. And But, but she didn't want the cat to suffer, so she financed the... This cat's nails and the covers for a while. I, it was like a whole. It was like a whole project. I don't even know why we're. Yeah, yeah, I know. Talking but about talking about you, I mean, I take it you're not scratching person. Well, me, I, I, you know, this expression when I have an inch, I scratch it. So Actually, I just I even now I want to scratch something. Things that okay. you, you know. Okay. Well, so the, so this cat Pamuk was up in uh, Portland, and Mish was there. Mish is the one that goes to the cat parties, and Mish is is um, the the Arabic cat. But I mean, he's not Arabic, but he he's got the Arabic name. Mish was only a year old and was rescued in Illinois in the snow because my daughter was in an away rotation and she was up in Illinois, and someone said, "Oh, you like cats? Here's a cat." So she had this like almost like a newborn cat that she brought back to. Il Indianapolis. It was called Naptown. And then she was going to drive back from Indianapolis to Portland, which is a long, you know, a long journey. And I happened to be up in Indianapolis visiting and she had this beautiful, fabulous cat carrier. And so we got this brilliant idea. Why doesn't the cat come to Texas? So <laughs> here I am with the super expensive cat carrier. If it goes under your seat, yeah, the cat was less than a year old. This was Pamuk, the little white cat. And and then, I don't know, people had dogs, and the, somehow they pulled me off to the side for a customs check, and there were these huge German shepherd dogs, like, you know, sniffing around looking for drugs. It was like It was like a dang nightmare. But anyhow, I finally got the cat to Texas. It was, like, so hot here. And then the cat was such a sweet little cat that it – <laughs> clawed up the side of this one kind of mocha colored leather oversized chair uh -oh. that I had. 
Yeah, it was, and I was, I'm seeing that chair now. And then I flew that cat back up to Portland. That cat went. That cat had a, such a amazing, an amazing life, and it, it ended up being a rather short life. And that cat uh, uh, passed away on on uh, Christmas Day. That the cat had to go to cat heaven on Christmas Day. It was like, what about Stuart's eye? I mean, did you ever have the eye contact? With, I can't. Because when they, yeah, when they look at you, um, it's different from what dogs do. Yeah, dogs jump up on you and lick you. Yeah, but they can also kind of have these eye moments. But uh, then, then if you look longer than a few seconds to the cat's eye, they may think you're threatening, and you have to like blink slowly uh, so, to to declare friendliness. That's what I do oh. at least. Even when I talk to people now, I don't stare into the stranger's eyes for a long time. I just blink real, real slow. And, and they think, well, wow, I don't know what they think, but I like to see their facial expression. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while since I've had a cat. Uh, I remember I was living in Austin at uh, when I was at the university and I was in this huge park beautiful big big park and i had taken a blanket and some books of poetry and maybe i was taking a class in poetry and i brought a thermos thermos and i just remember sitting in this huge park and from a distance i saw a cat and the cat saw me and the cat slowly made its way towards me like from a far distant way and then then i just took the thermos and poured a uh, I think I had lemonade in it or something. I poured a little bit into the the you know the cup of the thermos, and then that cat became my friend. That was my one of my first cat friends. Oh, well, then, yeah. did you have any toys like like cat toys? Oh yeah, I've 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 had. Uh, well, the mishmish has. Did, did this I play. I myself play. I myself play with cat toys very often when nobody's <laughs> watching too. Uh, but but you don't. I mean, you don't have to buy these toys specifically because they are they're happy with anything handy. I, I oh, yeah, they like just... a little piece of string. Yeah, a little piece of string or thread. That's that's fun. But uh, yeah, you feel? Yeah, are you sad? Because I, I I think you're sad. Yeah, I am sad. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad. But but uh... do you want to do you want to talk about cookbook or, or something more wholesome? <laughs> Healthy eating. <laughs> Yeah, because no. cats, you know, when you, especially that you lost one, uh, memories take you back in time, and that's not the happy moments. Oh, well, that's not why I'm sad. Why are you sad? Oh, I can't tell you. But, you uh, <laughs> no, I, I know I'm, I'm, I'm upset about something, and, well, you know, cats are. Do you want to talk about that? About about what I'm upset about. I'm pretty sure I don't want to yeah. talk about it being recorded, but, but, um, you know, yeah, okay. you know, uh, no, I'm upset too. I'm I, I said, and, and, uh, I'm upset, but it's yeah. Friday. Aren't, aren't we supposed to be happy? It's a freaky Friday. Yeah. I, I don't know. Somehow when, uh, some kind of, uh, like holidays or Friday, everybody's happy that day makes me upset. I don't know why. Yeah, because, well, it's it's Friday because it's the beginning of like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It's like a four or five day weekend because it's Fourth of July coming up. But uh, I wanted to switch briefly to a poem that uses a cat in it. It's it's okay. written by uh, Carl Sandburg, who's an American poet, and he lived from eighteen seventy eight to nineteen sixty seven. He was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he uh, spent some time in Chicago. And the, the title of the poem is called Fog, F-O-G. So he uses the metaphor of something about a cat to describe fog. Are you okay, ready to I'm hear it? Ears. Yeah, I'm all ears. It's just a poem is a, is a tragic uh, thing, ordinarily. But okay, I'm, I'm all ears. Go ahead. It is. It is. The fog comes on little cat feet. It sits looking over harbor and city 
on silent haunches and then moves on. Yeah, that's it. Well, let me tell you that kids never die. They just don't know how to. They they get tired and they get old and and their bones hurt and then they just don't die. Well, you know, I think the ancient Egyptians believed that cats were reincarnated, and uh, well, the Egyptians had the sphinx, which was the upper part of a cat, and then the lower. No, it was the upper part of a woman or a man or something. The lower part of a oh, it was a woman. Yeah, she had breasts. It was like the the upper part is a woman, and the back part is is a lion. So there's lots of mythological creatures that are half and like the minotaur and uh, mermaids. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, they say that cats are the companions of witches. That witches have cats around them. And wizards have cats around them. And some people say that cats uh, are omens of bad luck, especially black cats. Uh, yeah, I don't know why. Well, I don't know. The cat that came across the, the uh, park when I was studying and I had my thermos of lemonade, it was a black cat. And uh, sometimes, like, I have been sort of fighting myself about not getting a cat for about the past three or four years. And sometimes I go out on, like, in my car and just, like, drive around and look at interesting things. And sometimes I'll uh, just stop someplace and I'll just see a cat looking at me, like, from a porch. Like, I'll just be in a neighborhood and I'll see, you know, these little wooden houses and there's some plants out front and then there's like a cat on the porch i'll just like stop at a stoplight and i'll just look to the left and there'll be like a cat just looking at me and i feel like the cat is telling me take me home and then i just tell them no and then like, I was like my, it wasn't black oh they're all colors they, they all want to come <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, they're different colored cats. Like I was just parking my car the other day and the fence line where I park my car, the property next to it, they're, they've, they've, they're building an eight story mid rise. So it's a, the foundation is sunk deep into the ground. It's going to take them a year to build this mid rise. But before that property used to have a lot of wooded area next to it. So, and then behind it is a stream. So there was water and then a wooden fence. So I would pull my car against the fence. And sometimes I would just see a cat sitting there who had crawled from under the wooded area. And just like looking at me, like I'm ready to come home with you now. And I would just say, no, no, you're not coming home with you now. I'm not, I'm not ready for a cat. And I've had these moments like, it sounds kind of crazy, because if you don't have cats and if you don't deal with animals, you wouldn't understand what we mean when we say, well, we talk to cats, or it seems like cats are talking to us, but like... Speaking I about moments, I, I, I like these moments when, you know, late at night, uh, I would lay in bed and uh, I hear purring, you know, they purr now and then and uh, near my bed, so I say, and uh, I lay my hand out and the cat would scratch its head against my hand. Yeah. Like that for a minute or two, I like that moment. Yes, well, there's an interesting word, I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing it right. Crepuscular, crepuscular. It is, cats are crepuscular creatures. Between late, late afternoon and evening, there's the time of shadows. The, the the edge of the end of the day, the beginning of the night. It's like on the the crisp the crest of but yeah, I mean I I used to have tea in the late afternoon and like have sun come through the window and a cat would just like sit next to me while I'm reading and I might just put my hand there and the cat would put his head under my hand to like I just had my hand sitting there and the, this cat Seymour or Stuart was so smart he would just crawl under the hand to, to, to be petted, to remind me that he needed to be petted. <laughs> yeah, cats are, cats are pretty cool. 
there's also expressions, I guess, from the '60s, like he's a cool cat, or like, yeah, yeah that's, but, that's but 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 yeah, or a fat cat, fat, fat cat, cat yeah. uh, well, for about rich people. But you know, my my cat, she's domestic right now, but she was used to be feral, and she's still uh, up at 3 a.m. every morning looking for mouse, I think, for mice. And there is nothing around. She just attacks my leg, my feet, actually. Uh, uh, yeah, she's attacking my my feet, trying to kill my feet, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, especially uh, if I it's... Just... Well, you know, what you can do, like if your foot is under the covers and then it's 3 a.m., and the, if you just start moving your toe back and forth, like your foot is under the cover, the cat will think there's yeah. a mouse under it. Have you thought of bringing mice into your... Life mouse. Mice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, but then I, I, I know that they kill the mice and they bring it up to your pillow just to, to the sign of appreciation. I don't want to have dead mice, mice next to me. <laughs> well, we talked about uh, Tom and Jerry, the cartoon. I think we talked about that yesterday. There's there's uh, so many cartoons about, you know, cats and, and mice and I don't know, like there's the little three blind mice as a, you know, you know that that's a little a ch children's rhyme. That like I th I think you know cats and mice and dogs are are gonna be part of part of our lives for you know for for a long time. And I think as you mentioned earlier in this episode, that people might go to these cat cafes or these cat parties to um, you know just to have some companionship because life. Life in the city is busy and life on the Internet is busy and social media. People usually have two or three different channels going and they're they're active on Facebook or Instagram or they're active on MeWe or whatever, you know, whatever else you've got, you know, Tumblr and Grindr and all these insane things. Hinge, H-I-N-G-E. But I have found that. There, that people are generally cat people or dog people. It's very, I don't find many people that are both cat and dog people. Yeah, well, you made me think about something else. Can I, can I say you? Can sure. I say what you made me think I, about? I think the cat clothes, you know, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought they, they, their legs only have five clothes, like humans' uh, fingers, but uh, then I, I read it somewhere, I guess, but that they have six in front paw and uh, four and rear paw, rear legs. Okay, uh, I never counted myself. Did you know anything about that? Is this normal? Uh, I have not been counting cat. <laughs> have not have not done that. I I uh, no, I, I thought that if if you if you if you dealt with this um, dreaming cats. Uh, Dreaming about close. cats? No, no, dreaming. You know, when they close, they're real sharp. You dream them. And I thought maybe you calculated how many there are. Or you, you oh, no, had no. caps. Yeah. Oh, the caps? Yeah, well, I mean, that was a long time ago. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we've had the pandemic, you know, and everyone's It's just that some, some cats, I, I've heard that say they're looking for cats, with, I see, with five, uh, whatever it is, toes. You call it, let's call it toes, human dog. Uh, and they they found it. They'd give the owner a million dollars. So I I tried to count, you know, my cat's toes, but unsuccessfully. It's sometimes six, sometimes seven, sometimes four. <laughs> well, I wanted to say something about uh, 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 I, I'm oh wait, I just wrote down how many toes. Okay, well, humans have five on each. We already know that. How many toes on cats? Okay. Five. Five, uh, and five I guess. Five. Well, yeah, well, I mean, we, can do, we can do. Five upstairs. Oh, oh, my God. I'm not going to do this. This is disgusting. What? I now feel Tell nauseated. Me. No, I'm I... interested. <laughs> You're always fascinated by the obscure and the perverse. <laughs> Here's, yeah, but it's would, you, would you have to toes? have a, yeah, how many toes? It's good, Jimmy. How many toes on cats? 18. Most cats have 18 toes, five toes on each of their front, four on the back. 
No, 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 that's not that's not correct. It's supposed to be six on the front porch. On each. This says most cats have 18. Okay, Five that, that, on the front, but, four on the back. And the word is called polydactyl cats because poly means many and dactyl means like, you know, finger or toe. Yeah, my, yeah. My, 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 my cat have retractable claws, which really confuses me because sometimes I'd like to play with her and I, there, there is no claws when I want to play. But when I do play, it's like really sharp things come out from their paws and I am all just full of scratches. Yeah, well, maybe you should wear gloves. Um, yeah, well, here you know, the construction workers. Have. <laughs> here I'm reading that polydactyl cats are sometimes referred to as Hemingway cats because the author, Ernest Hemingway, who we did an episode about, uh, was given his cat Snowball by the ship's captain and a drinking buddy. Today, with unrestrained breeding, these are Hemingway's cats, 50 of Snowball's descendants still live in the Hemingway home in Key West, Florida. So if you go to Key West, Florida, there are 50 cats who uh, are wandering around the property. Okay, we have got, we're, I'm going to like segue into something slightly different. I want to talk about cat clothing uh, there i was invited once when i lived in houston i was a professor and i did this dual credit class which means you teach first year of college composition to high school seniors and i was teaching at this school katie taylor high school and this one young man said that they were going to be having at his church, uh, some kind of an event where you're supposed to bring your favorite teacher or a teacher who had made an impact on your life. And I thought, oh, okay, well, you know, that's fine. I can go sit and eat a dinner. Uh, thank you very much. But the name, it was held at a country club, like super swanky Luke's club. And the name of the party was called Wild About Jesus. <laughs> And everyone was supposed to wear something jungle related. So there were all these women who were wearing like spandex tops. Like, I guess you've seen them kind of like sexy tops that are like leopard or you're a tiger or, you know, I just think that like women over 35 should leave that stuff alone. But so here I am at Wild About Jesus, and I just thought I was going to to a dinner, and then like the whole night was just like so bizarre. Now I, there's a, there's all these different kinds of cats, like uh, the uh, Cartier, you know, the famous jeweler has a cat as its you know uh, iconic symbol, and then the Jaguar is is a car that uses the cat, and then. You know, there's other images. A, a woman who's chasing a younger guy is called a cougar. Like, yeah, I know what it is. Hey, you 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 mentioned Hemingway. You you know that there is a museum uh, at the house where he used to live, uh, uh, full of cats, basically. And uh, yes, yeah, I don't know what city it. But uh, well, it probably, it's probably it? it, yeah, it's in Key West, Florida. That's what I'm saying. I'm just reading this article about cat toes, and it just happened to have a reference. It's in Key West, Florida, and on that property are the descendants of his cat Snowball wandering around. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's probably what I used to read because they they they. Six, we mentioned that um, cats normally have five toes, but at uh, his house, all the cats have six toes on each paw, uh, front paw, I think. That's called, that's what's called Hemingway's cat. I guess so. Do you I remember the so. story, Cat in the Rain? We read it a yes. while ago. Yes, that, that was, I liked that story. I liked that, that story. Uh, it was short and it was very descriptive. And I think the, the, they were Americans in 
Europe someplace. They were in the Spain, Italy. right? Or Italy or something. Yeah, Italy. Italy yeah. Was the Italian, not hotel owner, I guess he was Italian. Do you remember the Signora, she said? Signora is Italian word. Yes, and she was looking out the window and she had her hair cut really short and he was on the bed reading. And she, it was started to rain and she had seen a little cat under a table and she wanted to go get the little cat and bring it up to the room or have the cat to be a little more safe. And then she said, I'm going to go down and get the cat. And he goes, well, don't get wet. And she goes, well, I'm going to go get that cat. Then she goes down. Yeah, I, I, I like that story for no particular reason at all. But what could be the reason? Well, the reason could be probably when I read that, I imagined the woman and should be beautiful and with the, her short hair. Uh -huh. Was that, what was that? Was she, did, did she have a short hair or she wanted to have yeah. a short hair? No, she has short hair and she was saying she's, pet, she's kind of touching the back of her neck and she says, I'm tired of short hair. I feel like it's a boy. I want to have long hair. I want to yeah, sit at yeah. my own table. I want to get the cat. And he just tells her, just well, shut up and pick up a book and let's just read. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't. The whole dynamic, the complex dynamic between men and women somehow spoke to me. I agree. I agree. And the thing is, it was fashionable in the 1920s for women to have to wear pants and to wear short hair and to smoke cigarettes. So she was very fashionable. And if you think about Zelda and F. Scott Fitzgerald and Gertrude Stein and Picasso and Frida Kahlo and all these people that that you know were in Europe as expatriates like they they were there at different times but but having um short hair showed you were a modern woman and driving a sports car and drinking certain kind of drinks so i think that i think that is an interesting story uh somebody recently told me that i should grow my hair longer and i just told the person Thank you. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> no. Oh, I used to have my hair really long, but I have it short now and I'm happy. So like, I don't care. But you know, hair is very personal. Hair, hair is very personal, like getting your hair done or getting your nails done or during the pandemic, you, you said you... Are you sad? What? Am I sad? <laughs> yeah, I'm sad again. I've been sad it's through okay. the whole it's okay episode. <laughs> it's, it's, I've been sad through the whole episode because of a certain dynamic. Because the weekend is coming up and different people are saying, what are you going to do? Where are you going to go? And people are getting into arguments. And I got into a bit of something. And Yeah, uh, but, 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 I, but we've, we've been there before. And you and me, I mean, we find comfort in sadness because um, <laughs> happiness that just makes us anxious, right? But sadness, on the other hand, we feel calm. It's, sadness it's, feels real and good, no. and everything else feels fake. Well, the other thing about happiness is that, like, you're always so anxious it's going to end, so you kind of ruin it. <laughs> when you're having a good time, yeah. I'm always like, this is, like, so amazing. Like, let me photograph it. Let me let me do let me. I have to take a coaster home, like, you know. I have to text four people about this, whatever it is. And like, I really can't be in the moment. And But I'm much more comfortable with this kind of, I don't want to call it depression, but kind of like low level depression. And just, you know, having a little imagine, bourbon in my coffee. Imagine that uh, you're in therapy, like I'm your therapist, for instance, and I feel like you're sad. And you know you're sad that I'm trying to cheer you up. But uh, you're ashamed to tell me that you feel sad. So I, I try to cheer you up and uh, show you something or tell you something and say, oh, this could make you feel a bit of happiness. And you'd start crying instead of being more happy. No, exactly. Exactly. No, I do stuff like that all the time. Yeah, I do. Because you don't want to be like happy that. about existence. It feels wrong. No, exactly. No, no. You know, it's just like. Um, 
you know, uh, Father Don was a very, very wise therapist and kind of existential Zen guy. Like I would go in there with some very heavy problem. And then he would like point out something about it. And, and then once he told me, he goes, you know, you actually, you don't want to be happy. I go, what do you mean I don't want to be happy? I came here for you to cheer me up. He goes, no, you didn't. You need, you just want someone to, to share your misery. <laughs> That's one of the things he told yeah, me what. But it's a good thing. It's it's a good thing. I mean, he didn't mean any <laughs> negative connotation. It's because yeah. he likes sadness. And, and me, we both like sadness. <laughs> it, it lets us feel comfortable doing nothing. Like you have the brutal commute, you know, whether or not to take your car, whether or not to take the subway. Like, it's Friday. Everyone's trying to have fun. People are trying to find some way to have fun like how how soon can you get off the subway or <laughs> yeah. it's terrible well, the only thing that makes me happy is my chainsaw so when i'm when i'm not sad i'm happy with my chainsaw well you know there's a very nice liquor store uh very close by and it's called goody goody like goody goody they have oh liquor from all around the world they have all kinds of russian vodkas and, and oh, cognacs and really expensive things they even have these giant locked cases when i go in there like i just went in there to buy some maker's mark or maybe i went in there to buy some vodka for a birthday present for somebody or something and then i go there and i got i'm sort of a little happy because i'm thinking i'm going to get this bottle and i'm going to get some kind of mixer or maybe someone's making bloody mary's and all of a sudden i see other people getting better bottles and, yeah and they're going to have more what i mean don't you have a phone call because i'm hearing this ring no there's no ringing i apologize oh, I do hear I the ring. there may be someone at the door and uh, and uh and you just don't want to answer because you haven't finished uh, talking to me. No, no, it's but, 5.20 in the morning. There's no one at my door. Everyone's asleep. That's why, that's why I was surprised to somebody at 3 a.m. at your door ringing the bell. Hey, goody-goody, I heard that expression before, that don't be such a goody-goody. Yes, and and it, they, we also like, oh, goody-goody, let's go get this. We're like, oh, let's go get ice cream, goody-goody. But like, I'm in that store and like, I'm, I've got my little, list of what I want, like, oh, I want this, and oh, I want that. And, and then I see other people that are getting different bottles, and then they're choosing other things, and I start to become sad because I think that they're going to a big party, and they're all going to be having fun, and I'm just, I'm just going to go back home and then tomorrow give this other bottle to someone else. And I just keep thinking, like, how, how sad this is I mean I can take something that's kind of relatively neutral, like large liquor struts, neutral, like you know, neither good nor bad, and I can turn it into sad. Yeah, well, do you remember that um, the band? Uh, I would say the uh, the goatee, I guess they they I like this song, somebody that I used to know, and they have these words in it. You can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness. Oh yeah. Yeah, I like that song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love them absolutely. And also around that same time, I like the song "Losing My Religion" by REM. I always think of those two songs together. Yeah. Well, I guess it's 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 time for me to go sit in the dark and have a shot of whiskey. Because have a whiskey. Wonder wonder what I should do. Maybe maybe I should put some bourbon in my coffee.